What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Second Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Aris. I'm your other host, Elijah Venencia. Started off with some some tragic news, some unfortunate news. Um, RP to take off. This is like insane to hear because like I feel like you know with, with other deaths and music like to people that I've listened to you know for a long time like Mac Miller, Juice World, little people like that you know that they, they're flirting with danger you know they're doing whatever and obviously that's dangerous stuff and everything so I mean like not expected but a lot more expected than someone like take off like that is just nuts definitely. Yeah, Takeoff just seemed like he minded his own business. He wasn't acting crazy at all. He was always super chill from what I had gathered. And, you know, so it was pretty crazy just to see everything that had happened. It was just a super random night because you and I had been hanging out until like almost two in the morning. Yeah. So by the time I got home, it was two. I fell asleep like three. And then I woke up at like 530 to go to the bathroom. And I saw a text from you. Maybe it was five. It was early. Yeah, yeah it was like forty. You texted me at 4.41. You said, wow, take off, broken heart. And then I said, wow, at 5.30. So it was crazy that we were just like, yeah, no. And we were like getting the details that it happened. Like we're like, wow, Quavo got shot too. This is crazy. That turned out to be false, obviously. But like, that's what we thought was happening. And it was so crazy because all like the news reporters and stuff were asleep. Like you were just seeing stuff from tweets. Like you weren't seeing TMZ report. And then when TMZ finally did report, like, okay. Like, yeah. I don't know why, the, so, but that is like the thing that everybody's like, okay, we need the TMZ report because there was so much out there. You saw pictures, which is crazy. You saw videos, crazy. So you kind of knew it was confirmed, but seeing it yeah. on a headline, you're like, damn. Yeah. So like basically, you know, I, I'd seen something like takeoff had reportedly been shot, you know, possibly killed. Like that was the initial one. That's when I, and then I, you know, let it, let it sit there for a second. And probably 30 minutes later, you know, they were like take off, you know, it's dead. So um obviously just a very unfortunate situation um you know like you said you know their videos and stuff like out there are heartbreaking you know see Quavo like that you know the video of him on the ground just uh you know it's heartbreaking stuff of course you know they made it together they're unkin few and I, I'm just really like grateful you know we had gotten that project from him because you know I've been bumping hotel lobby since it came out I mean it's been mm-hmm. fuck six months now probably almost but uh and then, you know, only built for Infinity Links, solid project. You know, we talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit here and there on the, and pro- it's what, it hasn't even been out a month for now, probably probably a month now. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, just grateful for that side of it, of course, but just an unfortunate situation. Yeah, my two biggest takeaways from this, obviously, were, one, people are just too free with the cameras. It's crazy. I cannot imagine your first reaction being to pull out your phone and record. I get that he's a celebrity and whatever, but like he's a person at the end of the day. And that's just so crazy to me that people are just like recording. And some of these people weren't like recording from a distance. They were like up close. Oh, yeah, no, that's like, crazy right. to me. Yeah. That, that was like, they were like, right. I mean, it's not like they're for fucking me to that wall back there. Like, nah. And I can't even imagine, like, I'm sure they were just random people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, And then the other takeaway was, it was kind of like the Kobe death in some aspects to me, not how hard it hit me. The Kobe death is like, that is the most a celebrity death has ever hit me. and might ever be like, there are a few people that I love as much as Kobe. So when he died, that was crazy. But the misinformation aspect, like they were talking about Quavo getting shot. And that was like when, 
Kobe's helicopter crash. Like, oh, Rick Fox was on board. Yeah. All this stuff. Like, they were just like spewing stuff out there. And that's one of the obvious drawbacks of social media is everybody can say anything. And then you kind of believe it at some point. You're like, oh my God. Like, then you, you could start spreading it crazy. So I did not like either of those two things the misinformation side, and then people just like having no social cue and respect and just recording. That's crazy. But yeah, all I around mean, awful a, situation. Just the society we live in nowadays for sure. But yeah, I mean, prayers to take off family, you know. Uh, Quavo offset as well any any of the you know any of these people have been around him everybody obviously everybody had good things to say you know it wasn't uh, just an unfortunate situation so prayers out mm-hmm. to everyone to switch the topic here we'll go back into our fantasy football update we do this every week if you're new here how's your fantasy week looking so far I'm getting some points put on me in one league and then mm-hmm. another league I just my team shit the bed I'm, I'm gonna be four and five in both leagues my, my season's gone downhill tremendously so i mean it's just very disappointing i don't i don't know if my team has what it takes you know i just got a, a bunch of me guys not, not not enough team guys so i guess so yeah i uh am four and four in our league together and i'm in a very close game like they have the projection it's 49 to 51 percent that i'm gonna lose so we'll see but it's like 0.4 points so it's gonna be a close finish so we'll see uh he has the tight end for the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Then I have Kenyon Drake, my running back situation bad. So if I'm relying on Kenyon Drake to get a win, probably not going to, but we'll see. Then in one of my other leagues, I had the goat Joe Mixon drop a double nickel. Craziest fantasy game I've seen. So that was great to have. Yeah, and then you got that I mean, double nickel dropped on you in our league. Yeah. It's um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I'm very scared. I've never finished under 500 in a fantasy league. I've been playing since middle school, I'm not so either. so this I'm is not this is scary yeah. stuff. But I mean, uh, last year, you know, I I didn't have the best regular season, but I ended up making a, a championship run before I ultimately ended up losing out to you. So um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see what happens. But I'm not very optimistic right now. So hey, I think we play next week in our league, so that'll be a big week for us to report back on yeah we'll hear about we'll it see. i guess yeah we'll Bragging see I, I, need my, I know i need my boy jonathan taylor back and then we'll see although he hasn't been anything special this year uh he's still good but he's not number one pick status i know yeah we were so we were talking about vinyls last week you know at the end of the episode i was asking for suggestions the ramona park broke my heart vinyl just went on pre-sale i got it i will mm. I, I will that'll be up on the wall soon so i'm down to two suggestions that i need I'm a little okay. worried. I'm Let a little worried though, because, uh, you know, the Ramona part, obviously black cover. And then I also have that Kendrick Lamar one. That's also a black cover. I think I'm going to have to rearrange around a little bit. Cause that's just, as you can see behind me, you know, I don't have too many just black covers and those are both very primarily black. So yeah. Not I don't want them on the same ones. row. Yeah. You just have kind of Jack boys is kind of dark from a distance and then kind of even uh, the Bryson Tiller one's a little bit dark, but that's about it. Yeah. Like, and these are like, way like primarily black like it's not like you know mm-hmm. hints of black here and there these are some dark covers so yeah for sure so let him know let him know what vinyls he needs and light color preferably or color, light color. <laughs> yeah we can't any more black up there stuff with good covers we gotta have a good setup for the boy i think you know that wraps up the intro i think it's time we gotta get down to it obviously an album we've been looking forward to since it was announced her loss drake 21 savage collab album just dropped on Friday. 
And I thought, you know, we should spend some time this episode talking about our first thoughts on the album. Obviously, we haven't had that much time with it. I've only had two listens. So, and then I listened to a couple songs more, but two full listens. So, you know, definitely initial thoughts. Like these could definitely change by next week, by tomorrow, after one more listen. So take it with a grain of salt. But this is our first thoughts on her loss. I guess just generally start and then we can kind of talk about some songs specifically what are your thoughts on the project overall how do you enjoy it i mean i feel like for the general part of it like they fucking killed it i mean mm-hmm. obviously we'll get it we'll get it. i guess i guess we can get into it now obviously it's primarily more primarily a drake project than 21 is it felt like a drake project that 21 was you know featured on more versus you know something like what a time to be alive but i think this is like past you know let's say views because i feel like drake drake's flows kind of changed since then um, I mean, even views, I guess, would be, but just kind of where everything switched. But I feel like this is the one of the best modern Drake albums we've gotten, like moving past more life. That's once we've gotten since more life, no question, in my opinion. I think no question. I think that this is the best thing since views from Drake. Uh, I think, you know, more life has moments, but I think I would probably prefer this as a whole. Um, I don't go back to more life too much. I go back to songs, but that's about it. But yeah, I definitely agree with your first takeaway about it being a drake project basically it's 66 percent drake 26 21 savage and eight percent guess from hip-hop by the numbers on twitter which you know that made a lot of sense that's what i was thinking i was like it's like 70 30 like it really did just seem like a yeah. Drake project there was times where drake would go for like minutes and then you'd get a little bit of 21 savage and you're like oh, okay um well i was kind of looking forward to 21 savage like i've really grown to like 21 savage over the years, I feel like at first I definitely liked some songs from him, and I feel like he's just impressed me more and more over the years. Every time, he's such a great complimentary artist. Like mm-hmm. he just I, comes in and just fucking not not almost takes over a song, but like I, he's just he's the perfect number two or one of the, one he, of the one of had, the best number twos. He had a bar about that on the project about you know when he's on the song he's it's his song kind of which reminded me of 5 a.m. in Toronto like every song sounded like Drake featured Drake whatever that's just them trying to be like Drake kind of but also like when he gets on a song it's a Drake song at some point yeah 21 he can collab with anybody it sounds like I mean you obviously got J. Cole you got Drake you got all these people Offset, that he's had yeah. so much success with and yeah he's killed it every time and this is no exception this project is really good uh, I was very happy I really had high expectations going into it and you know they're pretty much met no i think it exceeded my expectations almost like you know it's not the greatest drake project or you know greatest project i've ever heard but i was real i was super worried about what we were gonna get like i thought you know it'd be more jimmy cooks-esque but i guess it w- i wouldn't have been surprised if it was another fucking dance album so mm-hmm. um really satisfied with what we got and everything and then I don't, I feel like 21 Savage kind of like falls under the radar and like you, in terms of like newer rappers, like this could, this should definitely like solidify him in, in there now. Like he's not an underrated rapper by any means or anything, but whenever you're talking about the babies, the Dirks, Cardi's, Travis, I feel like 21 Savage kind of isn't in that combo, even though he should be. So, oh, he definitely should be. I think he's definitely top 10 of that generation. Yeah. And this kind of, I think you make a case for top five for sure, even higher. Um, depending on who you ask i wouldn't be mad if you said he was overall good project i think with any drake project you kind of get some of those bars where you're like oh you know whatever kind of make you like do i like that is that bad 
is it good he walks that line pretty well sometimes like they're memorable and then you can kind of like decide whether it's like memorable in a good way or a bad way some of them i don't know some on this album i think are not so good i feel like even on views which i love i remember he has a line like getting green like earth day or something like that that's just a line that's gonna stick out to me like is it good or is it bad it walks that line there's some definitely in this project um one of my favorite things from this project has been the genius annotations i was going through genius uh, reading along with the lyrics just now and there are some funny ones on two songs one time drake says he's a vamp and then another one he says he's yeah. somebody's crush and then the genius act annotation is just saying he's 36 years old and that's just so funny to me <laughs> yeah i don't know like my thing is like you can view some of these bars as corny or whatever, but there I mean, some of them are, but he's trying, it's like such a broad range of people that he is trying to, you know, relate this to. He's not a fucking, you know, straight MC, you know, trying to fucking cater towards this one crowd. Like we've seen where Drake is, he, he's bigger than rap almost, or, you know, tr- you know, he's no, he is just trying to do different things. Drake is um, so, at some point a pop artist, you know. What I mean, like he is one of the biggest artists in the world. So, totally get what you mean. He has to cater to everybody versus, you know, Pusha T who caters to the straight rap fan, or Benny the Butcher who caters to the straight rap fan. So, I totally get that. Yeah. So, I mean, like if that's what you're looking for with any Drake project, I mean, nearly ever any of his projects, that's not what you're gonna get. Um. So, I mean, I just I feel like that's the only negative thing I've seen about it. Outside of that, you know, I mean. I feel like it's been pretty good, pretty well received. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And I think at some point that complaint about the lyrics is almost like it doesn't matter because Drake's songs are more about like curating a vibe and a sound versus like bar heavy. So yeah, I, I get that. Like he does do a very good job in this project of, you know, very good production choice, a lot of beat switches, which are cool. And then a lot of flow switches as well. So yeah, I think these songs just in general sound good. Even if the lyrics aren't perfect, they're good songs overall for sure. What what was one of your standout tracks or your favorite tracks so far? I think it's tough. I don't know what I would say my favorite track is so far, but I think it'd probably be between Pussy and Millions. I really like Pussy and Millions. Yeah, and I think Middle of the Ocean. I love Middle of the Ocean was giving me like do not disturb vibes. You know, it, there's I saw something, you know, there's no hook to it, you know. It's just Drake just fucking flowing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I love a love a good Drake track like that. Um, so that was obviously a standout for me. But I don't know, something about spin about you. That I, I like know, it a lot. That's too. a Got banger, that nice sample. Yeah. It's good. It's cool for sure. There are a lot of good songs on this. Like I could see if you ask 10 people, I think they probably have six or seven different favorite songs. And that's how you know it's a pretty good project overall. Rich Flex to start the album arguably the most iconic moment from the album so far do your thing 21 yeah like that when that's is going so viral. funny it is going crazy right now it might not be the most memorable piece of the music but the social media thing that's come from it they are just running with it and it's taking a life of its own it's so funny the memes of how drake was in the studio <laughs> rapping that bar it was very zesty the way he said it but I kind of love it at the same time. Like it yeah, is like, so memorable. I, the thing is, you got to have something blow up on social media, you know, with a Drake album. So he's going to, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's entertaining. So I, I thought that it was really setting the tone with rich flex initially. I felt like right out the gate, I mean, first five tracks that 
I just knew from knew from then, you know, I was in the shower listening before work and I was just like, damn. Mm-hmm. I will say after Rich Flex, you get the major distribution and I didn't love the first half of that. But then when the beat switched, I was like, okay. And that second beat gave me big TD by Lil Yachty vibes. That Tokyo Drift kind of did Yeah. That was good. Um, It was cool for sure. There were some good bars on that. 21 has a line. Labels calling Harry Styles numbers. It's a robbery. Go in Zane, catch a body. We was face to face. You could have shot me. Love that. You got the Harry Styles, Zane, One Direction bar. That was cool. I like that. Um, Another line. I'll skip a couple songs here. That 21 drop that just I loved was on Treacherous Twin. I don't show ID at clubs because they know that I'm 21. I thought that bar was tough. I, That's like, so good. Like, yeah, that, I, I hit the stank. I was playing 2K while I was listening. I just mm, hit the stank face. I was like, oh, that was good. Yeah, I saw like a little, you're getting a little hate for it. Like, whatever you think is kind of cool. I thought that was tough as fuck. I thought it was really good. I like yeah. that bar a lot. <laughs> it's not super creative or anything. Like, don't take it as like the greatest bar ever, but that's just a tough bar. I think it's pretty creative. I do mean that. Like, cause he's obviously not saying he's 21 years old. He's saying he's 21 savage. He doesn't have a show ID. Mm-hmm. He just gets to go where he wants. And that kind of made me think of that Drake video where he's going to that party and they're like, who invited you? And he's like, me, <laughs> myself. <laughs> uh, so that was exactly what I thought of. When I saw that uh, bar from 21 savage, but I loved that. I thought that was a really good bar. And then one other one from him that I just enjoyed was on broke boys. He says two sticks in my hand. Like I'm playing the Wii. I was like, just imagining 21 Savage playing Wii Sports, and I cannot. I cannot picture that, but I love the line. You know, the Wii's class, especially for our generation, like, everybody had a Wii. Um, I know, but I just, I don't know, I can't picture it, but I love it. One bar that I I absolutely loved from Drake, uh, the one where he's, like, talking about the, pretty much the abortion shit, you know, just turning the news and seeing that men who never got posted in school uh, are making laws about women, what women can do, like that. I feel like perfectly explains the phase Drake is in or, you know, like who Drake, Drake's making music for stuff like that, you know, um, like that just kind of broadens the range there and just pretty much calling these dudes nerds, you know, these politicians nerds and everything. So I love that. Yeah. One from him. I like that one too. I think he got the girls on his side with that one. And then he instantly got them off his side when he dissed Megan the stallion. So, you know, that was tough. I did not like the Megan the stallion diss. That was bad. I was not a fan. Lil Yachty went on Instagram live and he was talking about, he said he was going to talk about it because he knows Drake's not, but it was not about Megan the Stallion. It was about women getting BBLs. Yeah. I saw that getting back shots and that's cap. They might have that as like a double entendre. You know what I mean? They might be like, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what we're going with. But they, they knew the other interpretation of that. You can't say stallion. No, you, you can't, no, you, you can't say that bar. Megan. Yeah. You can't say that. I mean, especially with what it, you know, what came before that yes i mean it's ob- it's clearly at megan the stallion which whatever you know i, I really like that i really like circo loco though that-, that was a tough track that was one of the most interesting tracks so obviously the one more time interpolation sample what do you think about both of those i liked it i liked a lot of the samples that they use obviously you know the one you said about spin about you um as well I feel like Drake always has decent samples or, you know, it kind of all fits in the same category or same vibe, especially more recently, you know, starting kind of off with Scorpion and shit like that. So No, Drake always has good samples for the most part. This was interesting though. 
the Daft Punk one more time sample. I love that track. So that was pretty just wild here. And I was like, wait a second, kind of yeah. kind of do a double take. I really like the sample aspect, but then he did the interpolation at the end where he was like interpolating that one more time chorus part. Eh, I didn't love that, but I liked the beat. The beat was very good on that. That was cool. That kind of sounded like something that you could have heard on Honestly Nevermind. I saw this girl on TikTok and she was doing like a review of Honestly Nevermind back in, you know, June or whatever. Yeah. Dropped. And she was like, I could just see Drake doing Daft Punk one more time. And then you fast forward how many months and then it happens. So she like do edit it or stitched it or whatever. Yeah. Pretty funny. And I feel like another take, you know, he didn't venture like so far from like, honestly, never mind. Like this is still kind of somewhat of the same vibe. You know, obviously you're getting different, a little bit different there, but you know, I don't know. He's I not, he didn't very yeah, different. I don't think he went too far away from like his, his style that he's kind of gotten used to now. I think this was much more rap focused than a lot of Drake projects we've got recently. Yeah. No, there's definitely not like more a... rap focused than Aussie. Never mind. No, of, of course with that. And there's not that pop hit that you're going to see off it, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I really like to we'll find a from... way. They will find a way to make one of these a pop hit. I don't know which one's going to be yet. I would have said pussy and millions, but it's called pussy and millions. So it's not. Yeah. That. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I just, there's not, you know, that, that track on there for me. I don't know, but you said, like you said, no, it's lurking. It's lurking there. Yeah, we need a week, and then we'll be able to tell. But some of them are, you know, longer songs. Some of them are slower songs. Some of them bar heavy. It's gonna be interesting. We'll see. So one other thing that I really loved, one just part of the album, was the second verse on "Broke Boys." You get Twenty One Savage starting to rap, and then you got Drake kind of like following it up. Like Twenty One Savage says, uh, "Got more strikes than Adidas." And Drake says, yeah, I got yeah, the strikes for fuck Adidas. <laughs> yeah. That was hard. And then they had a couple of lines where they were doing that kind of delivery. I really enjoyed that. I thought that was pretty cool. I wish the, uh, the I love the Travis Scott feature, of course. I wish it would have went unlisted for, for the first night. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just just because that beat switch and then him coming on, like it would have just, it would have been crazy at the time. It would have been a moment. It would have been like the sicko mode Drake feature. It would have been great. Still, even with a crazy reaction. Even with the knowing the feature was there, still the, the beat switch there was phenomenal. Travis killed it. Um, I'm ready for Utopia. You know, I got to throw my little Travis uh, love in there. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, if Utopia is anything like the Travis we're getting here, it's going to be dope for sure. I have no doubt that it's going to be dope. I think my last comment on her loss is going to be 3M on Glenwood. I mean, 21 Savage doing the time and place was very unexpected. I thought for sure that was going to be a solo Drake track. I mean, at this point, so many of these kind of were solo Drake tracks. <laughs> but I thought when we got the track list, it was going to be like the uh, Jersey and 30 for 30 freestyle off of yeah, What a Time to Be so. Alive. Like I thought that that was going to be those two individual songs. And then all that was going to be straight collabs. Um, so I was kind of unexpected. But 21 killed it. He did justice to the time and place. That's i think drake's best series of one of the best series in rap yeah songs um definitely some of drake's best songs have come from those and 21 killed it so that was dope i love the uh the bar from the, this is probably my favorite bar on the album i'd say uh spray the witness i leave a no jehovah for him that's tough yeah i mean there are some good bars throughout this i'm gonna have to give it a couple more lessons to come up with some definite ones but yeah definitely some good ones 21 
I think he's got some interesting ones always. So it was dope. I think I might have to go with the, I don't show ID cause I'm 21. Like I love that line. Yeah. Like, that is on first listen. I was like, Oh yeah. Like I like that. Yeah. You gave uh, just, I just dunked on him face or just crossed him up face. Oh yeah. I loved it. But yeah, I guess overall, I thought it was a pretty good album. Like I don't think it's going to be end of the year quality. I mean, we'll see. I got to give it a couple more listens. I don't think it'll make my top 10, but I like it. It was cool. Definitely happy. We got that kind of more rappy Drake project after CLB after honestly, never mind. It was definitely cool to get back to that classic Drake that I feel like we got through a lot of these songs. Definitely. Obviously a lot more rap focused. Love it. Of course. Um, they killed the project though. We'll have to see, you know, I think it's definitely going to be an honorable mention for the end of the year. I think this is going to get a lot more play than some of the other albums that could potentially end up in my top 10. So we'll see what happens. You know, we're, we're about a month away from that. So we'll, we'll just wait on it. Yes, sir. It's going to be close. I I think it's a borderline. I will say I sent you this, but I don't know if you responded. I can't remember, but I'll, I'll say it again for the people. Uh, this weekend I was out and I overheard a discussion about rap album of the year. You know, it, I take every discussion I hear in hopes with a grain of salt not the most rap focused community, but the people that we're talking, I do respect their rap opinions from conversations I've had in the past. One guy was talking about his rap albums of the year. J.I.D. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I'm I'm with that. Pusha T. Oh yeah, definitely. King album Push. Of the year. Rap album of the year. Yeah. He says it. We've been saying it. Okay. Kid Cudi. Mm, I don't know about that one. <laughs> he lost me with that. Yeah, I I wasn't there obviously, but you guys obviously know that I I would probably walk. It would have been bad. It I would have walked away. <laughs> but then they kind of put me on the spot. They're like, "What's yours?" And I was like, "Ooh, I don't know." I said a couple. I still don't know what my number one is. Like, it's gonna be tough in the, the year to come up with my number one. I feel like in years past, when I've heard that number one, I knew I heard it. Like when I heard Igor, I was like, "There's nothing beating this." That's a 2019, 2020. I don't remember what it was, but even Call Me Get Lost. When I heard Call Me Get Lost, I was like, oh yeah, nothing's beating this. This has been a, a very good year. I, obviously, you know, maybe a different perspective from us since, you know, we've been doing this for this whole year, but I'm really excited to get in and kind of narrow that down. I have like a rough, rough estimate in my head, a rough idea in my head what it's going to be, but I'm not sure, you know, obviously once you get to writing that list down or you're typing that list out, like that's when you're like, fuck. So we'll see. And I mean, this is honestly one of the best years we could have started the podcast. Like this is so good. There've been yeah. so many good albums to talk about and that just makes our job a little bit tougher in December, but I love it. It's the business, the you know? Yeah. You know, it's got to be a good one. Excited, but yeah, kind of want to close out that Drake part by talking about that because we said, you know, maybe audible mention, but that's just because it's such a good year, you know, in a weaker year, maybe it's top 10. I don't know. But this year, yeah. I don't know. Need more time we'll with it. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But of course, we need you guys to let us know what your thoughts are on this album. We're going to post on Instagram the day this drops. It'll be live by the time uh, you're hearing this probably. So go comment on our post and let us know what your favorite song from this project is because I think a lot of people are going to have different options. So excited to see what everybody says. Definitely. Um, so like you said, go comment on that. But I think about wraps it up, you know, a little shorter main focus, but obviously had to get into the boy. So had to. And then of course, 
Another thing we always got to get into is the news. Starting off with the releases this week, obviously Dragon 21 Savage, we touched on that. Joji, Alicia Keys, Boldy James, Aaron May, all dropping projects. And then we got singles from Brockhampton, Lil Peep, Gorillaz, Masego, John Legend, Pivot Gang, and then J.I.D. adds 2007 to the end of the Forever Story to complete the album. Uh, wasn't on there originally due to clearance issues, and we now have it. So that's a great track. No, that is a phenomenal track. I remember that was one of the first ones they, they did on YouTube or they had really had to release on YouTube. So I'm um, glad to see that, of course. And, you know, the the Brockhampton or Kevin Abstract track, we'll call it. Uh, I enjoyed yeah. that one as well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the Little Peep one. But other than that, you know, it's mainly focused on Drake and 21. What were you able to give a listen to this weekend? Same. Really just the uh, Brockhampton track, the Little Peep and the Pivot Gang and then J.I.D., Looking forward to listening to Joji, though. I really liked uh, the songs he'd been dropping so far, and I kind of like him as an artist overall. I think he's pretty cool, so excited to get into that. Obviously, Glimpse of Us has been going like crazy this year, but that song is fire, so excited to see how he does on the whole project because I have listened to a full Joji project, I think. Uh, his other one's pretty cool, so we'll see how this one does. I haven't really seen anybody talking about it on Twitter. I think Drake's getting all the shine, so that's kind of how every Drake release goes, though, so we'll see. I think Joji just has like so much fucking potential. Like he could be a fucking mega star in, you know, music. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, with tra- tracks like Glimpse of Us, which is kind of getting the shine on TikTok and then slow dancing in the dark. Then like he's had solid projects as well. So I mean, he has that potential to just become fucking huge. So um obviously, you know, with it he, he didn't drop on a, a good week with it being a Drake week, but uh no. He definitely has that potential though. So I mean maybe next project or maybe this one's the fucking classic and we just haven't been to listen yet. I know we got to give it some time. Uh, but let's talk about the Brockhampton one. Obviously we still have two weeks until the Brockhampton final album, the family drops. And this is our first look at what that album might sound like. And I've been back in the OG Brockhampton days. I'm on Reddit daily looking at what little conspiracies people are putting together. I don't know why I'm so obsessed with the end of this, but I really am like, there was a minute where I just like wasn't realistic to Brockhampton probably between, you know, around that ginger era. And then I kind of got back with Roadrunner even. And now I'm like back in, I'm listening to the old songs that are leaks. I'm listening to all this stuff. Listen to the project. I listened to saturation two full the other day for the first time in a minute. And wow. What an album, but there's so many conspiracies out here. Like obviously this track is basically Kevin abstract song. Like you said, and then I saw some, you know, some thoughts. And I was kind of reading into the wording that Kevin used when they announced the final album on the Coachella performance and live stream. And then they posted it everywhere, of course. But Kevin was saying, hey, I made something and it's not a solo thing. It's a group thing. Mm -hmm. But he made it. I think that's a key distinction, right? Kevin put this together, right? I'm very confused about that. Now that we're kind of getting the first song, I'm like, huh, is this going to be kevin kind of piecing together songs from that roadrunner era to make a full project i saw some people even saying that is kevin going to be doing like basically acting like he's everybody else some lines about i don't know that'd be crazy some schizophrenic shit where he's just like rapping from merlin's point of view rapping from dom's point of view that'd be crazy i don't know i really don't know where we're gonna get this last project on this track kevin says the line about the label needed 35 minutes I don't like that. I don't like that it's like a label requirement is why we're getting this. I really hope 
that this is a double album type deal. And that's another conspiracy that I've been seeing. People think that, you know, they're giving the label this 35 minute project and then we're getting the full Brockhampton send off at some point soon. Yeah. I mean, it would make a lot of sense, you know, with a, not a lot of the other members promoting this and everything, but I don't want to get my expectations too high and, you know, none of, none of this to happen. I could also, I, that's also a very realistic possibility in my eyes. Um, so we'll just have to see, but I mean, if it just ends up just being nothing, just Kevin on these tracks and the last one, the family being them, and then we receive nothing else. That would be very, that'd be some of the most disappointing stuff I've ever had in rap, you know, or in music. It would be so tough. If I'm listening to that project Thursday night at 11 and we get through like five songs and I will hear Kevin abstract. Like, I think I could, there might be tears. Like I'll be very upset. Um, I think I'm prepared for that. I'm just saying like pass. I, that's what I'm prepared for. And then hopefully at some point re- receive something else. But at that point, you know, I don't know. Together, My expectations yeah. are like so high. It's so tough. Like <laughs> I need a great project from them to end it. Uh, I need what feels like closure. We'll see. Obviously we have one more episode of the podcast before it's going to come out. So we'll get to talk about it a little bit more next week, probably, but yeah, so much to think about, so much possibility with what could happen and obviously what could not happen. There's, who knows? But one thing I did see and hear is at the end of Big Pussy, it sounds like Joba at the very start of Ready for War. And I know that's the delusion in my head that I want that track to be out, but I do want that track to be out. But I don't think it's going to come out. It's such a long song. None of these songs are long. The track list and the times have all come out. It's not coming out. And that sucks because that's one of the best songs I've ever made. Uh, Amir's verse is one of the best verses I've ever heard. I will die on that hill and I need Ready For War to come out. That's that's how I'm going to end this rant. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I, I just, with this, stuff like this, I, especially, you know, Brockhampton where they've had all the, you know, Puppy and all these other albums that just have not came out or, you know, stuff like that. I'm I'm just not getting my hopes too high. We'll see what happens though. We'll see. It's gonna be I'm I do have faith that it'll be good no matter what. So Yeah. We'll no, I think I hope what we get is good, but you know, like with this other album, stuff like that, I just I don't know. It, it really worries me. The track, like you said, it's 35 minutes, 17 songs. So that's very worrisome. Like there's not very many over two minutes. So exactly. I think the time is the biggest thing. Obviously, the runtime of the project is the start of the concern but if it was you know nine songs 30 minutes 35 minutes i'd be like okay like whatever but it's like 16 songs or whatever and they're all under two minutes for the most part yeah two and a half minutes how much can you really do i i don't know i don't doubt that they can do a lot in two and a half minutes but like there's so many people that you can't hear all those voices on Mm -hmm. a song in two and a half minutes like i kind of feel like it's going to be more individual focused i don't know we'll see yeah, I, we'll react. We'll we'll have reaction in two weeks. Maybe they'll do another single or something beforehand. But we're just playing the waiting game now. Yes, sir. All right, I think that wraps it up for the releases, though. Let's move on to some other news. Pretty light week, very light week actually. Very yeah, dominated by Drake. You know, when Drake drops, the rest of the industry is going to be kind of quiet. Clearing, unless they've been clearing out. Yeah, unless clearing out like roaches. A lot, exactly. Uh, all right, Taylor Swift becomes the first artist to occupy the entire top 10 of the Billboard Hot 100. Very impressive feat. That's super cool. Yeah, that is nuts. Obviously, that's a big with a name flex. like Taylor's, 
yeah with a name like taylor swift you know like i'm not surprised at the same time but that it, it's just insane yeah i was just watching a video by the needle drop and he was talking about the vinyl thing which we talked about before she put up crazy first week sales obviously but she did have a lot of physical sales which is i mean that's dope that she yeah, was able no. to do that but the drawback to that is you know she's taylor swift she's a big name artist at a big label she's gonna get you know the backing from that label and the money to be able to get the distribution all that kind of stuff and that's kind of putting a lot of smaller artists at disadvantage so he in the video he was talking about how some of these smaller artists are looking at like over a year before their vinyls are really released but it's yeah you know there's not that many that are making them and all that kind of stuff so it's it, crazy I mean, that taylor swift is able to get like all these different pressings, all these different covers, but obviously I'm sure there are some financial incentives in there for the distributors and the uh, manufacturers to do that. Well, you see something even like the melodic blue, like people who have ordered those still don't have those in hand. Like those, mm-hmm. they're still not shipped out. The album was he- not huge, but I mean, that album is very well received uh, within rap and it's still, I mean, I don't know. Like you said there, there's, it's just kind of like a double-edged sword with that. So it's not much you can do though. I mean, obviously 1.5 million albums is insane, but there's, you know, that, that draw to it as well. I saw it was like actual, actual streamings, you know, 400, 500 K that tops anything that we've seen this year. So obviously there's still a lot of street or, you know, outside of the physical sales, you're still seeing a lot there. So. Yeah. I mean, it was a largely anticipated album. Everybody was listening to it. I feel like even people that aren't necessarily in her fan base are checking it out. So, and it's going to be in all these playlists and stuff. It's definitely going to get run up every time, no matter what. I feel like it's always a moment when Taylor Swift release. I get, I get always, you know, there's the Swifties posting whatever, you know, so. They're posting lyrics on the IG story. They're going crazy. I respect though, because Taylor Swift's one of the, you know, one of our generation's goats in terms of just musicians. So. Facts. Yeah. She's gone crazy for the last decade. So very well deserved crazy accomplishment to be the first artist to do every spot in the top 10 that is i don't know that is my blowing yeah i think if there would be an artist to do it it'd be you know her uh so i mean well deserved yeah. of course i kind of would be able to see drake sometime though too mm-hmm. i think if you put out like a if he tried to make a full pop type album i think drake could do every spot in the top 10 you know what i mean just because those would be getting radio play like we said here you know there's not really a song that's going to be that direct look for the radio or that pop hit but i think if he had you know a album full of hotline blings and one dances also those are huge songs yeah, and very huge. different songs but if you had an album full of like songs that he was trying to do that on i think he could do it too and we've seen drake you know with the uh with the scorpion three that went back to back to back so i mean Mm -hmm. obviously he's had his fair share of success on there so um i don't know that's still just nuts that they occupying the whole all 10 of them so yeah and then kind of you know sticking with drake's is doing crazy numbers her loss breaks a spotify single day record for streams on a collab album with over 97 million so her loss definitely going crazy i saw some tweets and it was the same tweet just kind of posted by different accounts, which happens obviously, but it was like, everybody was saying that uh, bikini bottom by ice spice was doing better than her loss because like it had, you know, maybe like 9 million views or something like that. And then Drake had how many ever million views, but it was more, but ice spice has been out for over a week, awful comparison. And they're definitely trolling, but I think some people took it 
and went with it. And they're like, oh, it's, the album's yeah. flopping. Yeah. Flopping. Drake will never flop. I mean, yeah, that's, that's been made evident. Um, he's the, in terms of rap, he's the sales go. I mean, no one's out selling Drake in rap. So, facts. Uh, I think they're what, on pace to do 350,000 this week. Actually, I actually haven't seen a number, but I would be surprised. It sounds about right. I think, yeah, I think I saw that on a, a hip hop by the numbers, which is insane. That's top album of the year. So, Props to Drake, you know, the sales go. That's, I feel like that is one thing you cannot argue is Drake is going to outsell any other rapper. Facts. He's him. I think, you know, Kendrick had a very good shot at it this year because it had been so anticipated because he'd been gone for so long, but Drake's still Drake. So, yeah, yeah. nobody's stopping Drake, I don't think, for a minute at least. It's just insane. I, like you said, you break every time. I feel like there's always records being broken anytime Drake drops, so. Uh, props to 21 you know his name is also attached to that as well i know so. i love to see that shine for 21 savage that's it's beautiful but i think that's gonna wrap the episode up it was a very light week gonna be a shorter episode for sure hope you guys enjoyed it let us know what you thought about her loss on the comments if you're on youtube hit our dms at second avenue pod and we'll be back next week with another banger of course yeah tune in next week we'll see you guys peace